Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. Tonight, we're live streaming from Cannibal Radio in Athens, Greece. Cannibal is an internet station that operates out of a small studio attached to a record store in the center of the city. Today, on May 17, 2017, Workers staged a 24-hour general strike in Athens to protest the voting on new austerity measures proposed by the government. The strike halted the metro to the airport, flights to and from Athens, and city bus service. The following conversations represent the second take of our show because our first broadcast was interrupted by a blackout. My co-host Serena Bach and Simos Aris, two of Cannibal's 40 producers. They both specialize in electronic music. Joining us in the studio is Katarina Niku, assistant curator of public programs for Documenta 14. The International Art Exhibition, presented every five years in Castle, Germany, comes to both Castle and Athens this year. Also on the air with us is Nikos Nikolopoulos, a filmmaker working with American Rick Lowe on a community engagement project with residents in the neighborhood surrounding Victoria Square. We had a momentary blackout, so now we're doing a take two so that we have an archive of this fabulous show that we're doing tonight. I um, am really excited because this is the second stop on Destination Fresh Art, which is a project that I've taken on, a great field expedition in Europe, and I was seeking out opportunities to connect with other independent radio stations. I broadcast live from Jolt Radio every two weeks, a live show, and today I called in to tell them I'd be meeting you guys tonight. So I listened to you earlier. How'd yeah. I sound? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I listened, streaming to Jolt and Miami and presenting the, your whole trip to Europe and your whole experience in Europe. And I feel, I, I have to admit, I feel a bit jealous because you've been through all these places and you're still going on. You have next Berlin, Norway, um, Kasha, where are you going next? And Dubourg? No. Uh, after Castle is Munster, Munster and then Paris and then home. Yeah. Finally but home. <laughs> my very next trip from here, I leave tomorrow night, is to Norway. And today I just borrowed sweaters from a new friend that I met three days ago in Venice, who lives in Athens. She was so kind. She just invited me over to take her sweaters. <laughs> because it's snowing in you parts know, of Norway know. still. So I want to be ready. Anyway, I just to introduce, if there are listeners in Athens that are interested in what we're doing here tonight, I am based in Miami Beach, but I work all over the world collecting field recordings and curating an audio podcast and a live radio show recently launched in Miami. But I've broadcast the live radio show remote elsewhere, one other 
place since I launched it last fall, which was in Sao Paulo, Brazil, during the Sao Paulo Biennial, inside the Biennial Pavilion. That was the way I started my whole radio show. <laughs> it was very ambitious. I carried this mixing board. I carried mics and headsets. Not that big. We have a small one. Jolt has a small one. Shout out to John Kenye if he's listening, because he's been a tremendous support for my show. And I've learned a lot, especially how to ad-lib when things happen that you're not expecting. That's very nice, very nice. I love, uh, I love your uh, work and uh, that so you are tough. going, yeah, and that you're going uh, to visit different places, people, of course, uh, different uh, culture and uh, uh, the countries. So it's very nice, very nice. Yeah, well, I was seeking a, an independent radio station like Jolt when I was starting to make this trip, and I found out about you through the Documenta 14 radio program, And we have a podcast episode with Marcus Gamel, mm -hmm. uh, which you can listen to on freshartinternational.com or any podcast platform. And the show is called Fresh Art International. Uh, our social media tag for Instagram and Twitter is at freshartintl. So we'd love to have listeners, new listeners following us from Greece because we're following you. Yeah. Uh, thrilled. Thank you, Thank you very much. Uh, that we are going to now talk about your work and the work of Cannibal, which was established eight years ago. Yeah, almost eight years. We are uh, 40 people, 40 producers here uh, with uh, 22 live shows, uh, weekly shows. Uh, we are uh, broadcasting uh, live from our uh, website, cannibalradio.com. And we are, uh, have a um, video live stream on Facebook. Also, you can find us uh, on Facebook, uh, cannibalradio.com. It's the same. Uh, so we are uh, based in a record store here in Athens called uh, Happy Records. We are here for uh, only two years in uh, this place. We have a very good um, company here with... Lefteris, nearby. Lefteris is the owner of the Habit Record Store. Canva Radio this was looking for a new studio. We decided to go under the same rooftop. And this ended up really well because we ended up doing some really interesting Sundays Habit parties, which were are taking place here, right at the, the place we are now. And it's a, a really nice gathering every two Sundays or every three Sundays per month where it's free for people that would like to come. Uh, we, ha we serve cold beer and we just play our favorite music and people just dance with us. These Sundays Habit Parties also are being streaming through our pages on Facebook, so people who just... Uh, other places or anywhere they can see us live or they can just see us and then decide to come here and dance with us. Super. I think Jolt is in the process of establishing some weekly gathering for their Jolt yeah. community because they have a, about 40 producers uh, for shows, maybe yeah. more by now. John is 
like adding more every mm-hmm. every week it seems he's getting more involved with really new fun. opportunities. It's really fun. It really is. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Inviting people like to join you on a party on a Sunday. Super. Yeah. Let's talk about Cannibal, where the name Cannibal came from. Mm-hmm. Let's ask the head of the cannibals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, are you the head of the cannibals? Not exactly. Manus is the head of Cannibal. He's a very shy guy. So he didn't came here. Cannibal, the name was, I don't know, by fault. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't have the, some uh, meaning, the name Cannibal. But we want to... Um, to show that uh, our uh, station is out of the box and we don't have many rules. We don't have borders, we accept. We, we accept basically people who love and they're focused on music, and music that makes you dance. We're not interested in uh, advertisements or any, any kind of this uh, stuff. So we, we're just... Cannibals. So does that mean everyone has a day job? Yeah, that here? Uh, mostly, mostly. Self-funded. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think it's really cool what you do, and I admire you. I think that um, there are how many independent stations in Greece? Mm. We have, uh, like this, uh, with uh, live shows, mm-hmm. we don't have uh, many. But I think in Greece we have uh, many web radios just playing music, playlists, replays, and uh, all that stuff. We We have have physical radio radio producers. Yes, if you go on their website, you'll see the lineup of all the producers and their photos and descriptions of their shows, which I loved reading before I came, and I spotted these two because they had really interesting descriptions. Why don't you uh, describe your work for uh, the kind of, you both work with electronic music. Yeah, we are uh, party partners in crime. Let's start with you, Reina, and tell us about what your show would sound like. Uh, Do you want to play like a Uh, tiny sample of what we'd hear from you? Yeah. Uh, we're going to listen to you in the background uh, one of my latest podcasts that I recorded for Cannibal Radio show. Um, well, basically, the music that I like and I, I, I play on my show that is every two Thursday, every first and third Thursday of uh, the month. It's called Uncommon Root, my no. show. Uh, starting with more hypnotic sounds, deep, and then more driving sounds that takes you straight to the dance floor. Well, um, Simos is more straight guy, like into the point techno. And I would describe, I, I, I really admire, he's one of my idols uh, here. I admire his work and uh, the, the way he mixes. He's an old school guy because he can play from like really old school stuff to, and mix them with really new wave techno sounds. So do you guys use like vinyl, cassettes, all different genres of technology, I mean? Cassettes, no. But do I play with vinyls? I play with laptop and and, uh, uh, MIDI controllers. But the fun thing is that um, I really enjoyed because on the last 
bestie party for Canberra Radio uh, uh, last November. Uh, I'm right. Uh, we had a really, very interesting back-to-back set. Me and Simos, we played together. Uh, I'm playing digital, he's playing with vinyl, so it was really fun. How fun. Really fun. Do you want to know a secret about me? Yeah. I used to be a DJ. Whoa. Guess nice. what my show was? I did it for one year, okay? Just proviso. I did a reggae show. I hosted a vintage, like, ska show on a college radio station. I wasn't going to college there, but I talked them into letting me do a show. And I had so much fun. I played a lot of the early, uh, you know, Bob Marley, Toots and the Maytals, uh, just Jimmy Cliff, the early stuff that I think is more beautiful than the more recent is not as appealing to me as those and I I love doing that show so that's my experience as a DJ pardon? once a producer also a producer that's why you have the bag back to radio station that's right it's true well yeah I I was I was telling before that uh, Simos which now we are taking his time of his show which is called the raving shoe the raving yeah. shoe i have to repeat that because i can't get over how often i want to say it out loud the wow. raving shoe what the a great title okay it's Very our cool. culture and we love it uh, we love the music and uh, that's uh, that's our, our uh, pre- pre- purpose in canon uh, radio Say that for people who haven't um, have the chance yet to see Simos playing live, or he hasn't, they haven't listened to him yet to go check him out. Because the way he mixes, the way he mixes the sounds and the sounds he plays, if, if, even if you're at your house, even if you're at the club and you just go and listen to him, you, you're gonna feel that rave vibe he, he has. I mean, you're gonna feel that he's playing from another era today like back in the really raving days you know he, he, he's gonna take you into this vibe that's very cool so, so I, I think the raving suite's the the perfect title for him and his show so before nice we lady, eh? i know i yeah. know well she loves you <laughs> she admires you i want to hear just for you to tell the listeners if they want to listen in from wherever they are yeah. what time and what day would they find your show? Uh, we're here uh, every Wednesday uh, 8 to 10 live on Campbell Radio 8 to 10 uh, uh, in uh, Greek time okay. uh, uh, so we're uh, it's weekly radio show we can uh, you can hear us from uh, our website uh, CanbellRadio.com or uh, from uh, Facebook, they can uh, see us from a uh, video live stream. Okay. So it's very easy okay. to dance with us. Excellent. How about you? When my, show, show? my show is semi-weekly. It's every first and third fr- uh, Thursday of the month, uh, 10 to 11. It's called Uncommon Route. And uh, I'm not streaming from Facebook because I'm shy. Uh, I, I hate it. <laughs> I but only... here you are tonight. If you haven't yeah. seen her before, she's on the air. I did do it exceptionally for you tonight. Yeah. Well, I'm doing it exceptionally for him. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, so yeah, every uh, first and third, uh, third uh, Thursday on Canberra Radio. 
Um, so, yeah. Okay, well, we have two other culture makers in the room with us tonight in the studio, and I want to invite Katerina Nico to join me up here for a little conversation about Documenta 14, which is an international art exhibition that happens every five years in Kassel, Germany, and this year, for the first time, it's happening simultaneously in Athens, Greece, and Castle, Germany. And it opened first in April in Athens. Katerina is based here, and I'm really thrilled I found her. Uh, she is she studied archaeology and art history, but she also studied the cultural history, and I'm trying to think of the other field within your master's. Arts hist uh, uh, cultural history and heritage management. Heritage man management and cultural history, which I think is just amazing as a yeah. combination being based in Athens, yes. where this effort that is already going on mm -hmm. because there's a contemporary art scene here, but Documenta wanting to get more involved yeah, uh, and to bring a contemporary conversation to bring in conversation, contemporary art, and the history of a, an incredible city. Exactly, yes. So thank you for joining me here. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, I would like to thank you also, Kathy, uh, the Carnival Radio, uh, everyone that hosts us here with a little bit difficulties. We have some riots outside. Riots outside, <laughs> tear gas, yes. strikes, exactly and a temporary blackout of the show. Exactly, exactly. It's been a great evening. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a vivid thing I would say. I would like to thank you. And uh, maybe it's good to point out to the public that you do a curated radio show, which is very interesting. It's not so usual. And uh, I like this kind of uh, combination that I was telling you before. How do you perceive sonic music, a sonic project? How do you document something like that? How do we archive it? How do you present it to the public? And also, how do we approach the participants? to take place in something like that. Yes, it was very important to me mm -hmm. to engage with local culture yeah, makers yeah, yeah. and not just come and record what's going on yeah. in the exhibitions, yeah. but to have real one-on-one -on -one conversations with the yeah. people that are producing culture in Athens. Yes, yes. So that means a lot to me. And as I was talking uh, during the blackout yeah. <laughs> about the importance of creating a, an oral history of what's going on in contemporary art yeah, today. Yeah, I, I wouldn't consider myself uh, myself as a culture maker. Uh, probably I'm more like a, a culture practitioner. I practice culture, you know, and I think I don't create culture. But uh, for me, I could say that the commander was uh, a huge ex example. It is almost two years and a half of, uh, you know, continued researching, examining, sharing knowledge with the people. Uh, and also, as you can imagine, from working for a gallery or for being a curator of a show, a solo or a group show, it's totally different to, be, to, to belong to an institution. Absolutely. And you were involved. I've been watching the documented site unfold. Mm -hmm. For almost two years, there's yes. been programming. Yeah, uh, program. Yes, actually, 
It's very difficult for me to describe uh, the process of the documenta in uh, such a short, uh, you know, duration. But it was uh, a, a long process because first uh, uh, people of the team arrived here. They started to living uh, here, uh, tried to figure out their collaborations here. Uh, the first institution that welcomed us was the fine arts school. Uh, they gave us their uh, premises in Prevelaki, in Polytechnion building, which is actually a very historical building. And then we had the opportunity to meet the first bunch of artists there two years ago. And uh, it was open to the students. They would, come, they would come there and see the artist interventions, their presentations. And then started the dialogue to be you know, physical and pragmatic. Mm -hmm. And then this lasted for one year, and we started with the opening of the public programs in September in 2016, in the Parco Eleftherias, again uh, a venue which belongs to the public state, because the initial vision of Adam was to collaborate only with public institutions. And we started there, we actually it was the first uh, launch of documenta in the city, uh, with an intense program, program that we keep on continuing, we have launched uh, uh, different kinds of societies, the society uh, of uh, the necropolitics, mainly relating to biopolitical and uh, issues, uh, issues and the issues of war. Uh, the Society of Ulysses Carleone, it has to do with mainly educational programs, the Neospheric Society about uh, humanity, technology and art practices. I think what I, I'm curious about too is how do the public programs engage with the local community mm -hmm. to make it meaningful because we all know when you do any kind of exhibition yeah, yeah. that everyone that lives in the city where yes. it takes place would like to be featured. Yes, it know. can't be possible. Exactly. But how do you make, how not you personally, yeah, how, what is the effort of Documenta to make the cultural community here yes. feel part of this instead of separate? Yeah. It's very difficult, you know, for an institution, as you understand, to come here and uh, actually, uh, you know, uh, involve all the art scene, all, uh, you know, artists or everything. And this is not mainly regarding only artists. If we see, uh, let's say, about uh, the general intellectuals, scientists, um, um, uh, theoreticians, uh, art historians uh, that have been involved up to now, in these initiatives, like the South magazine, we have a, 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 a lot of Greek contributors there. I saw those, the articles they've produced exactly. in there have been so amazing. Exactly, uh, because it was Adam's intention to start the first gesture in the city with a magazine, with a publication, which is not going to be only digital, because we, we know that printed press is really suffering. So if we see South, if we see the education, our educational program, and this huge collaboration with the fine arts school and the artists, if we see the Kimena project, and if we see up to now the participants in the public programs, then we could see the amount of people, of Greek local people that have participated. We have two months more in Athens, and we have Castle, which is going to That's be until right. September. Speaking of the Kimos, is that what it's called, the film series? The, the Kimana, it's, it's Kimana. An amazing film yes. series. Yes, uh, I just want you to know that we have been featuring it on Facebook every week. Ah, really? Yes. That's good. Uh, because I thought it was an amazing opportunity to see these uh, films made by... Yes. 
commissioned artists and yes. the film producers. I thought it was a really brilliant idea and we wanted to share it because, yes. again, where does it go? Exactly. It's there on your site, but how is it getting out in the world? Actually, for us, this was the most successful initiative regarding uh, the public uh, attendance because suddenly documenta could enter in all the house and the flats and the people that would like to see a film that was commissioned by the commander because I would like to point out that all the films are avant-premiere, subtitled in Greek, and they are accessible uh, through our uh, R2 channel every Monday at 12 o'clock and they're online through the whole week until the next film will be screened. Mm -hmm. And I think, I, as far as I remember, are, we are now in the 22nd film and we have uh, in total 45. That's so amazing. So it, it, it's, very, it's very good, uh, you know, um, how can I say, it's a very uh, good method uh, to approach people and to show to the people what is happening around without having to move from the sofa and without having to use the internet as a tool because, believe it or not, the elder people in Athens and in Greece, they are not very familiar. I, I believe it. Yes. It's not just in Athens. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's not. It's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I, my last question for yes. you would be, what do you hope, as a person who's been embedded in the process, mm -hmm. what do you hope is the legacy of Documenta coming to Athens? Mm -hmm. What do you see as the potential for what is taking place here now, to grow into something, to yeah. strengthen the community? Uh, this is quite a personal you know, opinion. I don't know, you know, Documenta in Athens or an event, a big event like that in Athens, uh, art in general, what would be the legacy of art? This is a huge uh, dilemma and a huge issue. No one, I think, can uh, uh, answer it like that. For me, for example, art is an event, um, you know, a very uh, inevitable part of my life because it gives uh, life to my spirit, you know what I mean. I would like from the Comenda uh, to live as a paradigm the way we collaborated and we worked hard all this year to make this shift from the cultural uh, public production and public sector to a foreigner institution like it is uh, the Documenta, which is based in Kassel. This was a very interesting collaboration, how a, 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 a foreigner institution can come here and understand um, uh, the normalities or non-normalities of Greek institutions and trying to figure, you know, a result, either we like it or not, you know, history will just. And uh, also for me, and it doesn't have to do with my participation in Documenta, because I was thinking, I was in Documenta very accidentally, I, I never thought of being a part of it. This, that makes me very satisfied. I will have a network that we can communicate with each other, which was very difficult to do that before. You have to be always with a suitcase, running around in various exhibitions in order to meet people. And now we are here, and we even, you know, learn not only the international people, also the locals that we didn't know before. So for me, the legacy will be to connect and to proceed with a general vision, which is for us culture. I love that because it's a perfect segue to our next guest. Okay, we'll welcome Nikos. Nikos Nikolopoulos. All right, I'm thrilled that just yesterday, through 
the Victoria Square project, which is one of my favorite projects that's come to Athens, and for reasons as described by Katerina just now, the connecting with the community that's going on with that project. And I know the artist or the culture, I would call him a culture maker, Rick Lowe, from Houston. He is the founder of Project Row Houses there, where he generated energy and art and enterprise, and also a created space for people to live that didn't have places to live in Houston through years of community building. And you are a photographer and filmmaker, studied directing and filmmaking, and you've been for seven years producing films. Uh, I've been, uh, my first feature film was released in 2014, and uh, it was actually a quite a handmade film. So I co-directed it with a very close friend of mine, but at the same and co-written it. But I was uh, responsible uh, for the director of photography, for editing, etc. And all the members were just a small group of people, very concentrated on that. So mm -hmm. I was very happy, and uh, it was very interesting for me when I met uh, Rick Lowe. And what's interesting about it, as a filmmaker, that you were brought into this project, and if we want to describe the Victoria Square project, what, what we know of it. Well, actually, uh, we met with Rick Lowe when he uh, first at uh, January of 2017. So our first meeting, uh, from the very beginning, we started walking together along the area. Uh, I was also an ex-resident there. I lived there for when I was very young, or close there. I studied at Storaku uh, School of Cinematography, so I, I spent also some time there at Victoria Square. Mm -hmm. Let's describe Victoria Square mm -hmm. as a cultural community. Who lives there? What is the environment of that Actually, place called Victoria Square? Okay. Actually, in the project we're doing now, which is an installation, I'm uh, co-creating with my wife and partner, art historian Arte Misevu. We are trying to investigate um, the tenants from the one side, the people who rent a place there, and the people who own a place there. Why we decided that, and I'm saying all this just to come back to your question. Uh, we decided that because Victoria Square is a very urban downtown area, which has a lot of uh, old buildings and has a lot of um, old residents who live there for many years. Uh, through the years, the renters are now more than the owners and still many owners, some owners are still there, but many of them left the area. So we're trying to find out um, what is the interaction in that thing. Um, so, we're creating a project where we're gonna see through the process of renting a house or owning a house. And actually our motto is that a house own a house, a guy who goes to rent a house is actually selecting a house, but the guy who owns the place is actually selecting people. 
That's true. And I understood that Victoria Square was temporarily a refugee camp. And so now it's back to a park, but the refugees have transitioned into some housing. And is that that's somewhat of what you're looking at is how the social structure of and the ethnic structure of that neighborhood is impacting where yes. people live. How the old residents receive the newcomers, and also uh, how the newcomers think and what culture do they have with them. But we focus a little bit on the idea of uh, ownership, because uh, through ownership you can understand uh, many, many parts of the world and mm -hmm. the way we think today. That's true. The economy is based on ownership. So what do you hope to bring from this that will be related to the goals of Victoria Square project? First of all, we are talking to a lot of people and recording their life stories, the time they spent there, their relationship with other people there, and their experience on the transaction that happens when they want to deal with renting or giving for rent a place. So I talk to a lot of people, then we sit, we down, we listen to whatever they say. Mm -hmm. Some part of it, but in a very abstract way, we're going to use an installation, which is uh, in three parts. The one is the sound, the other is a video, and the third part is a sculpture. The sculpture actually is the only one that is like a, a monument to the homeless, which is the third part of that. But also, we're going to use all this material to record uh, in a historic way um, what happens right now with Rick Lowe in Victoria, and how the whole place is transforming, and how the way people see things right now, and how is it going to be sometime later. So Rick Lowe and the Victoria Square Project will be in Athens for at least two years. Yes. Time. So there will be some time to and I determine. Hope for much more action. Exactly. I was understanding yesterday, speaking with the young woman that introduced us. Ellie. 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 She is project manager there, mm -hmm. and she is the one that introduced us yesterday. Thank you, yes. if you're listening. So. That whole idea of knowing Ricklow's background as building community one by one. They do have a newspaper that comes out every week with interviews with locals, owners of businesses. They are starting enterprises in the space. It's all very exciting. Yes, I also have to say that I've seen many times people trying to connect and change things in an area, but it never worked. So I was very suspicious, but when I met Eric Lowe, I felt that he had a very positive energy and that he could move things in a way. Yeah. And not like exactly like a messiah, how I make it sound, but uh, like somebody who really knows how to communicate, listen very carefully, understand, bring the right people together, find them a, right, a, a, a cause that could, could connect them. So with a non-metaphysic way. <laughs> I really believe that uh, together with Rick, all the people could do the difference in that area. Hopefully, 
in the whole downtown of Athens. Thank you for sharing this project with me. Yes, it's lovely to meet you. you. I'm going to invite Simos back on to sign us off. You know what? I think we should end with the sound of rave. I want to hear the shoe. Yeah, the shoe. <laughs> Let me... The raving shoe. We're waiting. Yeah. I'm, it's I'm a good gonna, finale. I'm going to play my favorite uh, artist. This is uh, the crossover from uh, Stranger. Uh, they came here uh, in May. Uh, in uh, 2016. That's you. You know, super. Well, I want to thank everyone that joined me here tonight. What a fantastic pleasure it was to thank have you, this moment at the mic in your studio. I want to invite anyone who's listening, if you like what you're hearing, to follow us on social media. We're at Fresh Art INTL and Cannibal Radio. Thank you, Gaffey. Thank you. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. You've been listening to our live show, recorded in the studio at Cannibal Radio in Athens, Greece. My co-hosts were Rena Bach and Simos Aris, two local producers. Our studio guests were curator Katerina Niku and filmmaker Nikos Nikolopoulos. We've come together because of Documenta 14, an international art exhibition that's presented every five years in Kassel, Germany. This year, the exhibition reached out to include Athens, Greece, too. Cannibal streamed a daily program of commissioned sound art projects for three weeks. Katerina has been involved in staging three months of public programs. Nikos is working with local residents to create a video installation for a documenta project in Victoria Square. All these efforts aim to engage a broad and diverse community in conversations about contemporary art and culture. For more information, visit our website. Look for Fresh Art International anywhere you go for podcasts. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more contemporary art talk.